T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Right now, Chip Carey is with me. He was named just a couple of weeks ago the new television play-by-play announcer for the Cardinals. A long uh, family history here in St. Louis with his grandfather. And he probably doesn't remember me even, but we went to high school together and graduated. Parkway West, class of 1983. Chip Carey, how are you? Welcome back to uh, St. You Louis. Better, you, yeah, you were a better student than I was. I was a straight C-plus kid, <laughs> and I was lucky to get out of there. But I'm doing great. Thanks for the nice welcome, Mark. The, the one thing I remember is that I think we had a typing class together, and I remember that Sandy Berenson was in that class. Sandy was the yeah. daughter of Red Berenson, who was the blues coach at the time. And uh, I remember, you know, I, I started this little radio station on Clayton Road at KYMC, this 10-watt radio station. I, of course, knew your family history. I don't think I knew at the time that you were headed toward broadcasting, but that was probably just a dumb assumption on my part. No, I mean, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. Like I said, I wasn't the best of students, and my home life wasn't the best as well uh, in high school. But when I went to Georgia and you know, kind of got my act together and met some cool people and, and sort of grew up and grew comfortable in my own skin, uh, I kind of figured out that broadcasting was something I really wanted to do because I got to spend time with my dad. My dad and mom were divorced. I didn't spend a whole lot of time with him through my high school years. But watching him do his thing and seeing how fun that was and knowing that I was not going to be Ozzie Smith or Ted Simmons or Tom Bernanski, I figured, well, if I can talk about baseball and do it relatively intelligently, maybe that's a cool way to stick around the game. And luckily, for me, uh, that's the way things have worked out. Yeah, you. When did you take the Cubs gig? When, what year was that? Uh, Harry died on Valentine's Day in '98. God, it's hard to believe that was 25 oh, wow. years ago. Um, he and I were supposed to work together that year. The plan was for me to do all the road games or most of the road games. He would travel to New York or he'd come to St. Louis occasionally, and then I would do the middle three innings at Wrigley Field and pre and post game on WGN. And, uh, again, we were supposed to work together. Uh, it would have really helped uh, solidify the family bonds that I didn't know much about. Again, he's a, an orphan that grew up in St. Louis on, on, La, on, uh, excuse me, on LaSalle Street behind Union Station. Uh, he, you know, he saw every bat of Stan Musial's career, saw Jackie Robinson in his first you know, big league week rode the trains and all of that kind of stuff. I would have loved to have known about that and the family stuff, too. Uh, and that's what was so tragic about the opportunity that, that, that slipped through our fingers. He passed away before that dream for him and me became a reality, unfortunately. So you're down in Atlanta, some strong ties there, obviously, with uh, with your father's skip as well. And then when this comes open, and look, Dan's a friend. I know Danny was a friend, is a friend of yours as well. We, we've talked about this quite a bit in the past few months, and especially yesterday in the aftermath of uh, Dan releasing his statement. But when names are being tossed around, I guess my assumption was, I'm, I'm really good at bad assumptions, Chip, is that Chip Carey in a big market like Atlanta. The Braves are a great team. Why would you want to come back here to St. Louis? It's home. 
Uh, it's really as simple as that. I love the culture there. I loved coming there as a visiting broadcaster. Uh, I felt very comfortable there, even as a cub, <laughs> you know, because uh, <laughs> right. I'd walk through and I'd see the pictures of Harry and Jack Buck and Joe Garagiola and Jay Randolph and Bob Starr. Uh, you know, those were the voices of my childhood. And I just, it always felt like it was kind of a second home to me. Uh, you're right. Dan's a friend. That's the bittersweet part of this for me. Uh, I'm overjoyed at the opportunity that I have at this stage of my career to come back and do something I love in a place that's always been very special to me. But I'm awfully sad because a dear friend of mine's hurting and is going through an awful time right now. Um, but you know, that's, that's the nature of our game and that's the nature of our business. Uh, somebody's got to do the games. And when the Cardinals call, you have to listen. You're right. Atlanta's a big market. I was there for 20 years. I made it very clear to them that I would have loved to have stayed there for the rest of my career. Uh, but circumstances weren't going to allow that. And it just got harder and harder to keep trying to stay. So, again, I was fortunate enough that the Cardinals called. And as I said, when a gold standard place like that with the tradition and legacy and familial ties that I have, uh, you'd be stupid not to listen. Yeah. I'm glad I did, and here we are. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, congratulations. We're looking forward to hearing you on the broadcast. Do you know at this point, because Dan had you know Jimmy Edmonds and, and Brad kind of you know shuffling through a variety of partners, are you going to have the same situation, or do you know yet? I think Brad's going to do the bulk of the games, and I know Jim's going to do some. What that number is, I don't know. Either way, I'm really excited to work with both of them. I had a great time in Atlanta with Jeff Francoeur in, in the last several years, and I, I've, I've watched Brad's work, and I've spent a lot of time with him. He reminds me a lot of Jeff, which means uh, it's going to be like hanging around with two 13-year-old post-pubescent boys, which is great. Uh, <laughs> and Right, and with Jim, with his expertise in Cardinals Hall of Fame and, and the great stuff that he did, I'm really looking forward to, to learning from him and his insights. You know, in Atlanta, we, we always had John Smoltz and Tom Glavin. They're pitchers. Jim is an outfielder. It's a different perspective, and I'm looking forward to learning from him and hopefully uh, uh, being part of a, a really, really fun and exciting broadcast team for a really fun and exciting baseball team to cover. Well, let's talk baseball, Chip Carey, because yeah. obviously we're coming off a couple of seasons, the um, the amazing September that we had the previous season, and then a pretty nice run this past year. Uh, we were surprised, obviously, when Mike Schilt got shuffled out, and we had Ali Marmol in a great first season. There's a ton of young talent in this team. Look, I've I, we have, I say collectively, Cardinals fans have watched Atlanta from afar and been very jealous of the way that that team has developed. And I think we can use the Braves as an example. This has been talked about, Chip, in the last couple of days with Mo getting the extension. I, I love Mo. I'm never, not a Mo hater. You know, everybody talks about some of the deals that went south. You got all these great deals with Arenado and Goldschmidt. But the fact of the matter is the Cardinals haven't pushed deep into the playoffs and there's frustration. Are the... Um, are the players in place? We don't know what the spring's going to hold, but what do you think about the nucleus of the team right now and, and the potential of the postseason moving forward? Well, the schedule will determine whether or not uh, they're good enough to get there. Look, the team won 93 games last year. The Pirates are rebuilding still. The Reds are rebuilding. The Cubs have improved. The Brewers have all that really good pitching, but still some question marks about their offense. I think the Cardinals have the best roster, at least on paper, at the start of the year, but you don't play it on paper. The old cliche really holds true. Um, the, the bottom line is, you know, getting to the playoffs is really hard, and advancing in the playoffs is really hard. And the, the analogy I've used all the time, and I'll, an example of that is the Phillies last year, and it's a hockey analogy. Uh, Blues fans will understand this. You get a good defense and a hot goalie, you can really steamroll your way through the playoffs, even if your roster on paper, again, isn't necessarily thought of as highly as the teams that you're beating. And I think that's the challenge. Look, you got to get in first, and then it really is a crapshoot. Where you play, who you play, who's hot, who's not, who's hurt. 
all of those things factor in. What I love about the Cardinals organization and where the parallels are very similar to the Braves is this. Every year, the fan base and the front office and the players and the manager, heck, even the broadcasters, are going to evaluate the season on whether or not they won the division, got to the playoffs, and, as you said, get deep into the playoffs. That's the expectation. That's the way it should be. That's the way the Yankees operate. A good year is when you win the World Series. A bad year is when you don't. I'm not saying that it's that black and white now for St. Louis. I don't know the culture nearly as well as you do, but uh, this is good, a good team. It's full of good young players who are going to get a ton of opportunities this spring because so many guys will be away with the WBC. And as we know, the 26-man roster on opening day doesn't mean a whole lot because two days later it's going to change. And when someone goes down or goes through a slump, these at-bats that these kids are going to get in spring training will be immensely valuable for the eyeball test for everybody and only time will tell if they're going to be ready, but you know when they are, they're going to get a chance with the Cardinals, and that's exciting. So there, there's been a lot of discussion even in the last 48 hours, I would say, about some of the rules. The league has decided to keep the runner on second base in extra innings, not for the postseason. I, I'm, I guess I'm a bit of a purist, but I can certainly see, and I'm fine with the DH. I think a lot of fans are. Some of this other stuff, to me, gets a little gimmicky. I've seen the size of the bases. It's, it's a little more stark than I expected. I understand that one in particular. Your thoughts moving forward with some of the rule changes it's going to change the game isn't it the pace of the game and that's yeah, the whole point yeah we're trying to speed up the pace of the game it's not time of game it's pace of game and they're trying to put together a product which if you look at the surveys fans want to see stolen base attempts they want to see doubles they want to see triples in the three outcome game you don't see that as much and maybe these things will make that happen only time is going to tell uh the ghost runner i like it for this reason there are option rules you can't just send a guy down more than five or six times in a season. So if you have a couple of 15-inning games when a guy pitches four innings in long relief, you send him out for 10 days. Well, if he's out of options, you can't do that. Um, those were part of the post-COVID rules. And look, nobody likes 16-inning games, and nobody likes the ripple effect it has on your bullpen. It's just the, the nature of the game now. Uh, I'm not a super fan of banning the shift. I'd like to see the players actually manipulate the bat and hit the ball the other way when that opportunity is right. presented to them. Yeah, but agreed. look, I can't hit in the major leagues, and it's hard, but it's supposed to be. It's the big leagues. Bigger bases, if it leads to more stolen bases, great. I'm all for it. Uh, and the pitch clock, I think it's going to be an adjustment for all of us, and that's what I think is exciting about the first game that we have on Valley Midwest, which is on the 25th. Those rules are going to be in place from the very first pitch. And for guys that have been doing it as long as I have, for the players themselves, it's going to be an adjustment, and we're going to have an opportunity to learn as we go. And as my dad famously said in Atlanta many years ago, remember, it's spring training for the announcers too. Yeah, well, that's true. So, But, Chip, don't you think, because I was just messing around, not that this was official, but just at some of the games last year, I would just start my stopwatch on my iPhone just to see you know, what was happening between pitches. And there were some pitchers that were well under the time, and then there were others that were not. But I think, um, and I think pitchers might agree with this, maybe the bigger adjustment is to some of these batters and their routines as they go up to the box. That's going to have to change, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, well, and, well, and there are purists, like you said of yourself, if, if the rule book was applied uh, to the letter, we wouldn't have to do this stuff, right? You're supposed to keep right. your foot in the box. You're supposed to have 20 seconds. All that stuff's already in the book, but now it becomes a lot more official, and it is going to be in play, and we're going to have arguments and guys complaining and moaning and groaning. But at the end of the day, if you look at the minor league data, there was a lot of problems at the start of the year. By the second month, those problems diminished. And by the third month, it was almost as routine and rote as, as having the DH in the National League, with, of which I was not a big fan, but – Watching some of the hitters hit, I think we should have had the DH in the National League 30 years ago. Yeah, you know what? Um, look, the game, might, right. You might yeah, the make a case for that. And if, the yeah. rules don't work, and if the rules don't work, guess what? They can always change them back. Uh, that's the great nature of our sport. Uh, it's been so traditional for so long that people are loath to change. They don't like it. They like the 
the way the game was played 120 years ago, well, that's fine and dandy. But if that were true, the Cardinals would be the only team west of the Mississippi. We wouldn't, we'd still be playing in wool, and we wouldn't have integrated baseball, and we wouldn't have uh, games under the lights or on TV. And since I have four kids who like to eat, I like games on TV. You know, you mentioned the lights. I always tell people this story. Before I moved here when I was a, a freshman in high school, and I, you know, I lived in suburban Chicago until then, until 1979. When I went to games at Wrigley Field in the 1970s, they didn't even open up the upper deck for really? the day games. On the wow. weekend games, I think they did, Sue, but they didn't have to because they had the WGN TV deal, and it was unnecessary. So the light, you know, you remember that. It, I was a fan, Chip, of the Dodgers before I came here, and the Cardinals locked me in in 82. My dad took me out of school to go see a game because, you know, if the Dodgers were coming on a weekday, you couldn't see them at night, clearly, if it was during school time. So things have changed quite a bit in the game of baseball over the years, haven't they? No doubt about it. And look, we have to adapt uh, or we're going to die. And uh, nobody complains if the NBA changes its rules or the NFL changes its uh, you know holding rules. I don't want to break up uh, bring up any awful memories of the Super Bowl finish, <laughs> but that's that's perceived by so many as progressive and wow, what a great idea! And they're adapting with the times. For some reason, baseball is held to a different standard. There's an unfair filter there that that has existed for a long time, and we can all argue about how baseball got to this position and whether we're letting the uh, you know, the, the fox in the hen house. I mean, Theo Epstein, great respect, like him a lot, but he's one of the guys that helped create this three-outcome mess, and now he's on the committee that's trying to fix it. I hope he does. I hope he understands what the fans want, and that baseball is trying to give that to the paying customers. And uh, as we said, it's a big experiment. Yeah. It's going to change the way the game's consumed and watched. And uh, as I said, at my age, I'm all for change. I'm all for trying new things, and we'll see what happens yeah, starting up February 25th. Absolutely. Are you down there in Jupiter yet or not? Not yet. I go down tomorrow. I'm going to go introduce myself to as many people as I can, and then I uh, come back home. I live in St. Augustine, Florida, and uh, then my uh, my my uh, season starts on the 24th and uh, 24th and 20. Excuse me, 24th, 25th, and 26th, and uh, off we go with Brad and Jim. So I can't wait to get started. It's our 40th high school reunion coming up this year. Holy Chip. cow. I don't really want to acknowledge that, but good Lord, yeah. right? My yeah. goodness. I'm 40 for 40. I haven't been to one of them. <laughs> I haven't either. I might get I might get sucked in this year. We'll have to see what happens. Hey, did I see you have a son that's in this business now too? Identical twins. I have twin sons that are in the business. My sons, Christopher and Stefan, are uh, broadcasters for the Amarillo Sod Poodles. They're the Arizona Diamondbacks AA affiliate. That's awesome. They're really, really good. Wait, wait, wait. This, did you say did the you... Sod Poodles? Yeah. That's you know awesome. What a sod Poodle is? No. You know what a sod Poodle is? It's, a, it's an actual term. Uh, it was a term that the, um, uh, the folks who were moving and migrating west on the prairies of Texas called prairie dogs. Oh, so, wow. well, that makes sense. That does yeah, make sense. Yeah. So they're prairie dogs. Uh, but my sons are great. They're really talented kids. Uh, you know, all credit to them as being wonderful people goes to their mom because uh, you know I'm gone chasing uh, guys hitting yeah. ground balls to second in Pittsburgh. Uh, but they're really, really talented kids, and uh, their time will come too. And we're really hopeful that there'll be a fourth generation of, of carries in the business. And if we can all make it together until 2045, it'll be 100 years for our family. Look at that. I think you'll make it. I do. Well, listen, thank you so much for carving out some time here this afternoon, Chip Carey. I really appreciate it. And welcome back. I know we're very excited about getting baseball started again. Look forward to seeing you again. And uh, thanks for having me on. And thanks for the warm welcome. I really appreciate it. Take care, Chip. Congratulations. That was awesome. 541. That's Chip Carey, Love the new him. announcer for the St. Louis Cardinals. And just kind of gets you, especially on a day like yes. this, Sue, it gets you thinking about really does. watching some baseball. And it's just around the corner. Get more at 971talk.com. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 